What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. We hit our first winner of the year in the cash locks this week, but before we get to that, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. March has arrived, so that means we are just weeks away from the big tournament. Make sure to head to BetOnline and open account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 on March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. With multiple entries available, it's this season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA, XFL are still going strong. So whatever your betting passion is, BetOnline is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, we can uh, we can quickly take a look back at the Honda Classic. Oh man, it is. It's just it's clockwork, like typical Honda fashion. Coming down the stretch on Sunday, nobody seems like they really have any any interest in winning the tournament. Uh, guys are finding water, guys are hitting it in bunkers, missing fairways, everything that could possibly go wrong was going wrong. And Sung Jaeim came out victorious. Uh, he had, it looked like he was kind of gonna, gonna blow it a little bit. He was in contention, he bogeys 12 and 13. Um, looks like he may have fallen out of it. He settled in. Down the stretch, he went two under over the last five holes. Both of those birdies came uh, on the bear trap. He posted his six under for the tournament, and that was good enough to win because our uh, our other boy, we were we were in on Tommy as well, Fleetwood. Uh, he went for the 18th green and just cut it a little bit too much. Ended up in the water uh, and. Obviously, that uh, that knocked him out of it. It could have potentially been a playoff, um, though. Even if he, even if he was close on that hole, you know, it, it's it's definitely not a gimme. Um, so it was it was an exciting finish down the stretch. Uh, had a bit of a rough rough betting week myself. Um, was about break even on DraftKings though because of our cash locks. So the the cash locks we already I already mentioned it, um, but we had Sung Jaeim. He was ninety three hundred. He finished with one hundred three and a half DraftKings points and took down. This was his first PGA Tour event. Uh, he did make his fair share of bogeys. Uh, he had thirteen on the week, but his nineteen birdies were the most in the field and ended up leading him to victory. Uh, mostly thanks to his ball striking, he was. He hit the second most greens and regulation in the field. So uh, just a really good all-around performance for Eam. Really, uh, ha- I was calling for him to to get his first win last year. He really, um, he just grinds. Like, he, he plays well. He's got a, got a very interesting swing. His backswing takes about 14 minutes. Um, but, hey, I mean... He's a he's a tour PGA tour winner, and I'm sitting here at a desk talking about golf. So what do I know? 
Um, so good for him. 9,300 winner is always always nice to have as uh, as one of the cash locks. Um, the the other cash lock was it was a bit frustrating for Matthew Neesmith. He uh, he was 7,200. He ended up finishing tied for 38th place. He scored uh, 55.5 DraftKings points. But he he really played – he struck the ball really well. Um, he hit 45 greens in regulation during the course of the week. Uh, he had at least 10 every single day. And his putter just just completely betrayed him. Like, if he was, if he was neutral – you're talking about probably like a top 12 finish. Um, he lost almost three strokes putting on Friday. He lost two and a half, another two and a half on Sunday. Um, and he finished 15th in strokes gained T to green. But like I mentioned, ended up at T38, which is just really just a floor outcome. A uh, little, like I said, a little frustrating. Um, when you hit these guys that, that are going to be hitting greens, you just kind of got to hope for the best, and this was this was obviously not the the best outcome for him. But uh, he's been he's been playing sneaky good golf for for a few months now. He's made seven straight cuts, uh, and is a guy that we're definitely going to be looking to target again moving forward. He's uh, he's way too cheap again this week for for Bay Hill for the Arnold Palmer. So uh, we'll we'll definitely bring him up tomorrow uh, on the show with Evan. If, uh, if his mom signs his permission slip. So, um, yeah, as far as the cash locks for the entire year, we are now up to 12 out of 14 made cuts, which is great, uh, 86%. 56%, 10 out of 18 have made the top 25, and now we have our, our first winner. So, um always nice to to get that first one out of the way hopefully we'll we'll get some more here in the future um i know a lot of people in uh the dfs world had uh some tickets on eam so congrats if you hit him i think he was around 2800 uh plus 2800 or so so good for you um like i mentioned my my betting week did not go according to plan was was a little over leveraged on a couple of guys that I'm about to talk about uh, in Victor Hovland and Eric Van Royen. So we'll uh, we'll get back on it this week and see what happens. Um, but as far as the the rest of my single single entry lineup, uh, McNeely, Maverick McNeely, another guy who's just just keeps chugging along, has been playing uh, really solid golf. He finished T11 with. Uh, 63 and a half DraftKings points this past week. He had two bogeys in every single round, which obviously adds up to eight bogeys, uh, which was fourth best in the field. So really, uh, really limited his mistakes on a really difficult golf course, which is always nice to see. Um, he finished top 10 in both strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach, which is also great to see. He, he did fade a little bit on Sunday. He only hit, nine greens in regulation uh, in the final round, but he did finish with uh, overall two-thirds, you know, 66% of his greens in regulation. So um, cash locks plus McNeely, you know, looking just looking real good. 
and then these next three guys happened. Uh, Harry Higgs honestly wasn't wasn't terrible until Sunday. Um, you know, I mentioned this Sunday this Sunday curse last week, and I don't know. It might. I guess it wasn't technically a cash lock, but it was. Uh, it's very frustrating to have these guys who you know could potentially make a move. All these guys are going low. On Sunday, I think um, if I recall correctly, Sunday was one of the better scoring days, right? You have guys like Benny on climbing up the leaderboard. You have, um, you know, guys in the, the four under to five under to six under. And you're like, all right, great. Like my guys are about to tee off. This is going to be great. And then Higgs happens. Uh, shot a 77. He lost uh, over four strokes putting just on Sunday alone. He had 12 bogeys and two double bogeys during the course of the week, and 11 of those 14 holes over par came on the weekend. So just uh, really, really faded, very disappointing um, outcome for him after he was off to a pretty decent start. Uh, you, you wish that he could uh, he could have some of those putts back, but that's not how it that's not how it works. Um, the the next guy Eric Van Royen was 9k he was coming off of a T3 i believe in Mexico and man he could not do anything right like on Thursday he was just atrocious T to green um and he could putt on Thursday and then it flip-flopped. He was he gained tee to green on Friday, but lost everything putting uh, in the second round. It was disgusting. Uh, so we're we're yeah <laughs> we're we're gonna move on from from EVR. Uh, I had him in I think two head to heads maybe, and I had a top twenty bet on him. Uh, so those obviously did not go well. Um, same deal with Hovland. You know, it, it it was a calculated risk to take him after uh, after having just won. He's obviously was obviously still partying. Um, just just really couldn't do anything right. He he started off bad. He was bad in the middle, and he finished bad. So, um, you know, who can blame him? It was uh, he probably had a, a couple days of celebrating, maybe not as much practicing as he typically has, and. Uh, and it showed. So, um, the the lineup overall, considering it was uh, it was a four of six, uh, you know, obviously didn't cash. Those top three guys were great, and the uh, the bottom three not as much. So, um, definitely hoping to put together a better single entry lineup this week. We are heading to the Bay Hill Club and Lodge. For the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the uh, it's it's a it's a tough enough course um, as far as DraftKings scoring goes. We have uh, the top twenty-five averages around eighty-two DraftKings points. Then twenty-five to fifty, twenty-fifth to fiftieth place drops to sixty-five points. Fifty-one to uh, just making the cut drops down to fifty-three. And if you have a guy that misses the cut, you can expect about 23, 24 DraftKings points. So um, definitely, uh, definitely a, a you know penal 
uh, for missing the cut here. There's not a lot of scoring opportunities through two rounds. Um, so definitely want to, as usual, get your get your six of six through, which hopefully the cash locks will continue to make the cut and uh, and we can help you out in that regard. So let's jump into the uh, something new that we're I'm going to be rolling out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, you're you're familiar with the power rankings if you've listened to the show before, or if you if you follow any of the work that I've been doing on Rotoviz over the last year or so. Um, with uh, with that also comes the opportunity to uh, you know simulate these results. the The power rankings raw score is in terms of golf strokes, so it would make sense. It'd be a logical leap that you could end up uh, you know figuring out. Uh, some sort of a, a way to simulate a bunch of tournaments with the information that we have and sort of go from there. So with the sim, uh, I, I've referenced it a couple of times in the articles over the past couple of weeks. And um, I figured we could we could go through some of the the early results here uh, for this uh, for this event. So First things first, the by far the most win equity in the entire field uh, resides with one Rory McIlroy. He has um, at at mo at Bet Online right now. He's like plus five hundred or so. Uh, he, I have him a little bit longer than that. I have him about plus six hundred in the simulator, but definitely. Um, it's definitely hard to argue with a guy like Rory, the way that he's played over the past few years, um, or really over the past year or so. Uh, it seems like every time he tees it up, with the exception of you know his home course, uh, for whatever reason, he uh, he seems to find his way into contention. Um, then there's sort of another another tier of of guys with with pretty solid win equity uh adam scott tommy fleetwood victor hovland and hideki matsuyama all pop up in this uh in this sort of mid tier um they're all right around three to four or five percent uh win rates so that's going to be good for somewhere in the range of like plus 2500 which is probably to uh not, probably not a ton of value there as far as actually going to bet. Um, but if Hovland can bounce back at 8,000 and figure out, uh, you know, a, a high finish, I think that, you know, you, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to argue with that. Um, but the, the thing that I really like doing each week is looking at top fives and top 20s at these lower dollar ranges just to, just to sort of see um, – see some upside, right? We we want to hit on the guys up at the top. We don't want to get them wrong, but it's just as important to to nail the mid-tier down in the right way and, uh, you know, obviously down into the super cheap guys. You definitely want to have uh, even like a top, top 10, top 15 finish can go a long way uh, if you can find a couple guys at 7,000. Or seventy three hundred or something like that to uh, to to sort of just really raise your lineup ceiling uh, in a given week. So if we look down at guys that are eight k and below, the 
for for top five equity, uh, you obviously I mentioned Hovland already, but you can look at the next three guys with Neesmith um, coming off of a pretty bad putting performance, like I mentioned earlier, but uh, really is playing solid golf. You also have Scotty Scheffler at 7,700 and Maverick McNeely at 7,400. Now, McNeely has been just making cuts left and right, like we said, and he's a guy that I'm going to keep, just really keep getting myself exposed to for as long as I possibly can. Um, I don't really see a scenario where, um, uh, you know, a situation where he's doing something that is that is unsustainable like he's been playing smart golf I referenced earlier that he had some of the lowest uh, bogey numbers this past week on a difficult track he's made all of his cuts dating back to uh, a little bit of a miss uh, misstep in the uh, in September of last year so we're we're definitely going to keep going with him uh, his ownership has risen the past few weeks back at the American Express. He was hovering right around 5%, and last week he was up to 12 or 13% in a lot of contests. So definitely something to keep an eye out for, but um, I don't really, I don't necessarily see him getting like uber chalky right now. Um, so for for top five equity, I think those guys make quite a bit of sense. Um, if you go down even a little bit cheaper though, cause you know, we need, we need some other guys that we could maybe take some, some dart throws at Brian Harmon keeps popping in this. I think it's more sort of because of his long term, you know, his long term numbers, uh, which, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I think that this, this debate will probably never be solved. Um, but the power ranking model weights heavily the uh, the longer term form, like last hundred rounds, last two hundred rounds, more so than you know last week's tournament. So sometimes it's a little bit slow to update on guys that we really need to uh, figure out a way to get into our lineups, and sometimes it's a little slow to kick the the guys out that we shouldn't be uh, getting into our lineups. But overall, I think it does a pretty good job of balancing that. And Harmon has made, uh, looks like seven straight cuts, uh, despite not having his A game. So, um, could be interesting potentially Kevin Tway at 6,200. He's, uh, he was a guy who was a fixture on this show a couple summers ago and, um, really is, has kind of flailed. Like he's had a few top finishes here and there obviously. Um, but the consistency wasn't ever really there for him. Uh, he has had a couple of top five finishes, um, a top 10 here, top 11 at the BMW, uh, last year. And, uh, and just really can't get his putter putter working right now. But for 6,200, uh, if he can figure out how to, uh, you know, get after it a little bit with his driver and hit some greens. I think that he could be, uh, an interesting play. Nothing, nothing that you're going crazy with. Uh, you know, if you're building 20 lineups, you might throw him in one. If you're building three lineups or doing single entry, he's obviously not in play, but, uh, definitely a guy who can, who we've seen overpower golf courses, 
Um, and with, uh, with Arnold Palmer, with Bay Hill rather being as, uh, as long as it is over 7,400 yards, we can, uh, we can target some of these bombers down at the low end and hope for, hope for a hot putter and, uh, and some, you know, some, some good outcomes for them. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow with the full slate breakdown. We'll be talking some ownership. We'll be talking buy or sell. We'll do the mid-range matchups. We'll do some over-unders. And we will hit you with the cash locks uh, tomorrow evening. So uh, good luck in the meantime if you're playing any other sports. And we will talk soon.